Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed dot org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Hi, I'm Alan Monticilio, and welcome to The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. This is wonderful. It makes everything fresher. I feel like it's pretty peaceful, and um, when there's fog out, I don't know, you can see less. It's less overwhelming. It just seems nice. And do you guys remember the last time it rained? out here? I don't. (laughs) It's been a long time. I don't know, something about the rain today was kind of refreshing and I'm not mad to be walking in it right now. (laughs) So the rainy weather this week has gotten me and a lot of other people feeling some type of way. I think mostly I'm just hoping that it could maybe, just maybe help things like fires and drought ease up just a little bit. So I wanted to talk to KQED editor and reporter Dan Brecky about what this weather means for the Bay Area. All right, Dan, I am talking to you right now on a wet and gloomy morning, at least in San Francisco. I took the bus in to KQED's office. It was it was wet on the bus. How has it felt to see all this rainy weather in the Bay Area this week? 
Well, you called it wet and gloomy. Um, <laughs> I don't mean in a bad way. <laughs> yeah, wet and gloomy is such a nice change from our usual, you know, relentless sunshine. Um, no, look, I, I think what happens is that we always love to see the onset of the rains in the fall. And this early in the fall, I mean, this is relatively early, um, it, it makes you feel like something's really right with the world, right? That nature is still working the way that we've come to expect it will work. I think one of the best moments any time of year in the Bay Area is that moment sometime in late November or early December when you realize the hills are getting green. And, um, you know, one rainfall or even a week of rainfall won't get us there. But, I mean, this will be, this will be our down payment on seeing those beautiful green hills. And beyond that, we've been through two really, really tough years. But mm-hmm. this is almost like somebody has granted us a, a respite from all that trouble that we've seen and we can feel like whether we deserve it or not we've been given a little gift from nature so why are we getting this gift from nature this week Um, there's really an unusual confluence of events in the atmosphere right now that has sort of um, opened what the national weather service and others like to call the storm door into the California coast, and to the whole West Coast, actually, from the uh, subtropics. And this is something we usually see when it happens um, much later in the the season. So that's one thing that makes it unusual. Just in terms of how much rain this is, uh, just comparatively speaking, how significant is this amount of rain right now? Is it unusual? It is unusual. I was just looking at the uh, the rain record for San Francisco going back to 1849. Um, there's a meteorologist named Jan Null who uh, actually wrote his master's thesis on the history of uh, the rainfall in the city. And he keeps a, a running tally of it. And the median rainfall for the entire uh, month of October for San Francisco is 65 hundredths of an inch. We've already gotten an inch of rain this week in San Francisco, so we're moving up in the historical you know, ranking of, of rainy Octobers in San Francisco, and we're going to see a lot more rain before this series of storms is over. Whether we'll see a record amount, um, the record for October in San Francisco is over seven inches. That is a heck of a lot of rain. I don't think we're going to get there, but that gives you some idea of where we are. One reason I imagine lots of people feel some sense of relief right now is, as you said, you know, we have really been hit by some brutal climate conditions, especially fires and drought. Will this rain make a difference? Let's let's start with fires. Well, it'll definitely make a difference in the northern half of California. It really looks like we're getting enough rain in this series of storms where it's going to soak everything down, where the... Uh, probability of ignition is going to be very low after this series of storms. Um, So that's the good news uh, for wildfires. The not so good news is that if you look at where the rainfall has been so far this week, 
and where it's expected to come in this remaining series of storms, the southern half of the state, really, except for the Sierra, is being left out of the party. You know, they may have another, you know, four to six weeks or even longer where they're going to be vulnerable to uh, fire threats from from wind events. Hmm. And what about drought? Governor Newsom this week declared a statewide drought emergency. What difference does a few days of of rain, potentially storms, what difference does that actually mean for California's drought? You know, it's really too early to tell. Um, you know, the governor expanded the drought emergency. That's because the water conditions are around the state just are terrible. Uh, you know, reservoirs are low. Some of them have stopped dropping, you know, as the first rains fall. But um, the long-term effects of the drought uh, are not going to go away from a few days of rain. Uh, I was actually looking at the, um, the Marin Municipal Water District reservoir charts this morning to see if they've bounced at all uh, given the rain this week. And it really, you really can't see that that's happened. So if this week or so of rain doesn't really put a dent in California's drought conditions, uh, how much more rain should I be hoping for? And, and, and when? The, the months you really want to look at are December, January, and February. That's when we get most of our rain in Northern California. And if you get normal or above normal rainfall then, you might be in good shape come the spring. The Sierra snowpack, the sort of the index date they look at is April 1st. You know, that is when the snowpack is usually close to its maximum, and you'll know how much water you're going to get um, flowing downstream during the spring and early summer from that. The, you know, the caveat is, as we said, you know, you want to be careful what you you wish for. You can go into flood mode, and in fact, uh, up in the... uh, area where the Dixie fire burned, mostly in Plumas and Lassen counties, um, there are flash flood alerts now, or flash flood watches, right? Um, there's an expectation that so much rain is going to fall that it can uh, let loose uh, debris flows and on some of the steep slopes that burned very fiercely in the fire uh, during the summer. And so th- that's not anything anybody wants to see, but probably if they get a decent amount of, even just a normal amount of precipitation, that's something that's going to happen. Dan, people will be listening to this uh, Friday morning at the earliest, maybe into the weekend. What could happen over the next few days? The main event is coming on late Saturday evening. So it'll start raining then as a uh, historically uh, powerful and rich atmospheric river Uh, arrives on the California coast. And there are places that could see upwards of certainly five inches of rain, some places maybe 10 inches of rain or a foot as that storm continues through Monday and Tuesday. And then there's talk about yet another storm coming later in the week, maybe arriving Tuesday, and that would bring further rain. So it's going to be very wet, but the, the, the storm to really look out for, if you have things you want to do, you know, around your yard or, you know, um, you know, securing your, your, your plants on your porch at your apartment or whatever it is, is going to be this storm coming in late Saturday and lasting through Sunday and Monday. So, Dan, I think this, this weather probably feels like a big relief for, for a lot of people. But, you know, I know it's not always 
that's simple, whether it's people who are sleeping outside or the risk of other natural disasters as a result of the rain. What effects of this weather are you are you thinking about right now? You just mentioned one that I think about, which is the effect of people who are unhoused and, and what's happening with them. And we have many more people uh, living without uh, really effective shelter. And um, even in a, a dry winter like we had last year, it's cold here. And that has an impact on people. And um, the, the rain only adds to the misery. And, and then I think, you know, the other things that we were concerned about is, okay, are we going to make any progress toward effective water storage solutions? If we say we do have a very wet winter, say that the storms we're seeing now are just the prelude to, to a, a winter that we're going to remember for years, what do we need to do to make sure that we don't fall into another drought scenario? There's very little we can do in the short term. We have to be prepared. For my last question, I want to just come back to just how this feels. I know that this rain won't solve our long-term problems, and it might even cause some problems in the short term as well. Um, but I really have been struck by the emotional responses I've seen to to this weather. I'm just wondering, what, what have you seen and what do you make of it? Listen, one thing I think is really wonderful to see is uh, people embracing nature and, and people sort of celebrating this event as, as sort of a community. I think it's really wonderful to see a community response like that. Pretty happy, like, um, it's pretty fun to go to school and have it rain, like, I don't know. It reminds me of when it used to rain a lot. I'm actually really happy. <laughs> I think sometimes when it rains, it like changes my mood or messes my mood or causes me to be indoors, but we need it. But for everything, I think we need more for it just for our sanity, you know, just to have something different. And to be able to be out in nature when it's not just the same old sunny day. Yeah. Yeah, you need it for everything. It's wonderful. There's the, the poet Robert Pinsky has a famous poem uh, called uh, Jersey Rain. I actually, you know, I just looked, at, looked it up again because uh, I was on a, a sort of group text with some of my KQED, older KQED uh, buddies, and we were talking about the rain starting to fall. And one thing that Pinsky wrote in Jersey Rain is, the source of art and woe, a slant in wind. <laughs> dissolves or nourishes everything it touches. What I love about that, that line is it's basically saying this is a substance that, that keeps us all alive and, uh, and well. And I think that's, there's some sort of pre-rational part of us that feels that when, uh, when we see the rain. Dan, thanks so much. You're welcome. Really glad to do it.
Thanks again to Dan Brecky, editor and reporter for KQED. And that does it for the show today. If you like what you heard, tell a friend about it. And don't forget to follow our podcast on your favorite app so you don't miss the next episode. This episode of The Bay was cut and produced by Erica Cruz Guevara. It was scored by Kate Wolf, who also went to Lake Merritt and spoke to some of the people you heard from. That's Catherine Wallace, Jack and Mark Sample, and Amina Lukman. The Bay is made by your local public media station, KQED. Our podcast leadership team includes Jessica Placek, Kiana Mogadam, Erica Aguilar, Vinnie Tong, Ethan Tovin Lindsay, and Holly Kernan. I'm Alan Montecilio. Thanks for listening to The Bay, and have a good weekend. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.